listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Academic Podcast. I'm Rebecca Jones and it's my pleasure today to be joined by Dr. Holly Andrews. Hi, Holly. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. And Holly and I are joined again by Dr. Julia Carden. Hi, Julia. Hi, nice to see you again. Hi. So, Julia, um, for those of you that have listened to our earlier podcast, this is uh, number two of two. We previously, Julia, joined us for an earlier podcast where we discussed uh, systematic literature review on the role of self-awareness in adult development. And this is our follow-up podcast, which will focus on two of Julia's other papers, the first of which is called An Exploration of the Role of Coach Training in Developing Self-Awareness, a Mixed Method Study. And the second paper is called Exploring the Role of Self-Awareness in Coach Development, a Grounded Theory Study. So I must confess that I am fairly familiar with these papers because I was one of Julia's PhD supervisors. Um, but I'm really pleased that Julia has been able to join us to talk, uh, talk us through these pieces of research in a bit more detail. So, Julia, do you want to kick us off by telling us a little bit more about your motivations for, for doing these two studies? Yeah, thank you. So I, I was really interested in what is the role of self-awareness in how we develop as coaches? What does it give us as coaches? And my motivation really stemmed from the fact that we talk about self-awareness. Um, it is a core competency for the EMCC, but it's not for all the professional coaching bodies. Um, and also, it doesn't always come up as an essential ingredient in coaching. So there was some research done a little while ago by Pandolfi, and he looked at the critical ingredients in coaching uh, success and he didn't include self-awareness so on one hand we're saying it's important it's a competency on another hand Pandolfi wasn't and then we've got other writers like Lasky and Bakaroffa that talk about the importance of self in coaching so there was a real mixed message there. I also noticed that a lot of coach training focuses a lot on tools and techniques and yet I know from my own development as a coach it was the work I was doing on self that was helping me be more effective as a coach rather than learning more tools and techniques, learning more about competencies. So that's what really drew me into it. And I was wondering, is there any evidence to say, yes, it is important. It does give us something as coaches. I think this is a really fascinating area, Julia. And just trying to get that evidence base of something that we talked about last time, we just take for granted as being a good thing and being important for being a good coach that's actually really part of moving the discipline forward, uh, building mm. that evidence. So tell me a little bit more, which of the papers did you do first and, and why did, what did you do in that paper? I did the grounded theory study first, which was exploring the role of self-awareness in coach development with experienced coaches. So coaches that have been coaching for some time. I actually asked in my sample for coaches that were accredited 
at the um, senior practitioner or professional certified coach level. So they were going to be having a, a minimum of 500 hours to of coaching or coaches if they weren't accredited that had been coaching for 500 to 1000 hours because I felt that they would have been able to reflect on their journey and they would have had several interventions in their development along the way so that was the paper that I did did first right and so what did you learn about self-awareness in these experienced coaches mm-hmm. yeah First of all, that they all conceptualised it a little bit differently, which reinforces what we talked about in the earlier podcast. So they they were all thinking about it in a slightly different way. I think the biggest standout for me was what did it give them? What did it really give them in their practice? And that there was what I ended up calling, well, human connection, which I've broken down into two components self-connection and client connection and actually the findings suggest that you've got to do this self-connection piece before you can really get the deeper client connection and I, I think what we tend to focus on early in our coach training is how can I build the relationship with the client how can I deepen that relationship how can I engage with them how can I partner with them which is all really important But do we give enough attention to how I can connect with self, first of all? And actually, that for me is the real stepping stone to that deeper client connection. What do I mean by self-connection? I mean that real ability to tune into what's my stuff, what's going on for me, what's important to me, what are my preferences, and how might they then be triggering me to do certain interventions with the coachee or ask certain questions so that that's the first element of self-connection really getting to know what showing up consciously and unconsciously through reflection and working with others like my supervisor as to what might be showing up in in the coaching and the other bit of self-awareness that comes out of that self-connection is I've got to then accept myself I've got to then be compassionate to myself and that was the other big difference from the earlier conceptualizations of self-awareness I talked about in the first podcast how it was conceptualized as an aversive state a negative state and actually if I'm noticing this is my stuff I'm then accepting it I'm not just saying oh it's okay but I'm accepting that's part of who I am and I can do some work on it but I'm consciously recognizing it's there and therefore I'm going to be able to self-manage in the coaching session. So that's what it really highlighted to me from doing this piece of research. So it's not about trying to change something in yourself necessarily. It's just being aware of it and managing any influence it might have by the sounds of it. Yeah. And challenging ourselves, really. Is that driving my questions to the coachee and my interventions to the coachee? And what might that mean? The other element that came out from this self-acceptance piece was a lot of the experienced coaches talked about how it it helped them stop or manage their performance anxiety that I've got to be this coach that knows all the answers and I've got to be cut and I'm there for a bit of you know an expert in coaching whereas actually if I'm more in the self-acceptance space I'm accepting that I can be in a space of not knowing in a space of discomfort and and I'm going to sit with that but until I've really done the self-connection piece that's a very hard place to be a very hard place to be 
Great. So it sounds as though from this this interview study with experienced coaches, you really got a deep understanding of why self-awareness is important in coaching. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you then built on that with your second study? Yeah, sure. So I think that gave me a really clear picture on how experienced coaches viewed it and that it does have a really critical role in how we show up. And I suppose just the other thing I want to just say from that is what it, the coaches felt it enabled them to do was coach at a level of insight and change um, because they had the combined of their experience of tools and techniques, the knowledge they'd given them, but also this, this self, self-awareness. So I was interested then as to what went on in coach training and did coach training give coaches self-awareness if it was so important the experienced coaches telling me it's so important I was rather expecting that it was going to develop during coach training and so I was I, I did a mixed method study where I did some quantitative data analysis using some measures to see did self-awareness develop and I also asked some questions around what they thought so what what they all said was, yes, we thought we've developed self-awareness to a really deep level, but the quantitative didn't bear that, bear that out. But when I spoke to them, they did have some thoughts on the fact that it had developed and how it had developed. So just talk us through then, what did you find with the quantitative results? And you said it didn't really support that, that they were they were saying they felt that they developed their self-awareness, but when you compared their ratings of self-awareness before and after it had improved in the same way. Is that right? Yeah, no, yeah. So the quantitative, I, I used some scales that looked at self-reflection, self-insight, and some of the other elements of self-awareness that you might expect if you were self-aware. Mm-hmm. And I got them to complete that uh, uh, as they started the training on just before they actually did day one of the training. And then when they finished the month three at the end of month three so they'd finished all the formal classroom learning at that point they still had some online learning and there was a a statistically significant difference which shows that they did increase their self-awareness but only on part of the measures only on six out of the eight scales that I used yet when I asked them do you think you've improved your self-awareness 100% ticked yes but the quantitative data didn't bear that out. So do you have any thoughts about why you found that mm. difference? When I did a few interviews with some, some of them uh, afterwards, uh, I asked them about self-awareness and the training. They all said they were really surprised that self-awareness was even part of the training. So it had been mentioned in their first workshop that they were going to be doing some work on self-awareness, but they hadn't come to the training expecting that. Mm-hmm. they were really shocked and my systematic literature review which we talked about in podcast one said to develop self-awareness you've got to be motivated to develop it you've mm-hmm. got to want to develop it because you've got to initiate a process of self-questioning so I think the fact that they came not knowing meant they hadn't sparked that off in their thinking process and they weren't perhaps asking themselves that self-questioning set of questions you might do to develop it so I think that's the first reason Mm. I think they didn't develop it I think the second reason they didn't develop it as fully was because they didn't know really what it was going back to what we said in the first podcast 
the, the multi-dimensional layer, layers of it, which is what I think some of the scales started to pull out, that sort of little elements of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the other reason they didn't develop it as fully as perhaps mm -hmm. they thought. Great, yeah. And I, I wonder as well, you know, if I think about my own journey on self-awareness as I've, I've developed as a coach, I think that the way that you respond to the types of questions that are in these questionnaires might change as well. So at the beginning, you might feel that you're fairly self-aware and respond to the questionnaire in that way. And then you start to realize that actually you're not as self-aware as you thought you were and you fill out another questionnaire. And so you, your frame of reference has changed in the way that you respond to those questions. So I know it was beyond the scope of your project, but I'm sure it would be really interesting to go back to those um, participants again as they continue to develop oh. work on their self-awareness and, and kind of do another data collection point because I wonder if that's part of it. I think it's probably lots of factors, but I think it's always interesting when we find a difference between people are saying one thing and then the some of the results say something different and really thinking about why that might be. So from all of this, Julia, what do you think coaches can do on a practical level that would help develop self-awareness and improve coaching practice? Yeah, well, we talked about in the last podcast about really getting to understand what it actually is, really understanding the construct and getting getting all the components that I talk about in that paper clear in your head. Definitely keep reflecting and doing more reflection and I think having some sort of reflective practice. And I think what came out of the both the studies is there's not a one size fits all there and neither is it just a one one hit wonder so it's about having a combination of techniques for reflection that work for you individually and perhaps your own learning styles. And it's also about, about knowing that you've got to keep doing it. It's a journey forever. You're never going to keep, you've got to keep checking in and doing it. And the other big one was that the experiential elements of training where you're actually doing some coaches, but being coached is really important. And I I'm thinking that we should be, be be coached more as coaches, go and have coaching more often and be the coachee. And, you know, we don't mandate that as a profession, as part of the training. I know they all get short practices on the training course, but to be a therapist, you have to undergo therapy. Why aren't we saying you have to be coached? And I think that's the other really big thing. And I, I'm actually um, having a coaching journey myself at the moment with a coach to work on something that's relevant to my self-awareness so I think being coached is also something we, we perhaps don't pay enough attention to as a, as a coach, practicing coach yeah I, I know from personal experience Julia where you've coached me I was having I was having a coaching conversation with a colleague and was completely unaware until I spoke to you that actually I was still trying to put forward that I was right and that my point was valid in this conversation that that wasn't my aim in the conversation at all I, I was coming into the conversation trying to support the other person but it wasn't until I had a coaching conversation with you that actually I got that realization and that probably links back to the what we talked about in the previous podcast that there's that interpersonal element in self-awareness as well of how do other people see us and it isn't mm -hmm. until you get that kind of feedback um, that you see that side yeah, and I think also that, you know, when we find something like that about ourselves, there's that interpersonal, but also if we go back to the other components and the intrapersonal, 
how does that link to your values and beliefs? How does it link to your motivations as a person, as well as your motivations as a coach there? Mm. I think it's probably best we don't dig into that too much. (laughs) I I think for me, one of the things that this area of research really highlights, uh, and it's that fact that as humans, so much of our behaviour is hardwired or automatic or unconscious. And as coaches, when we're really trying to work with someone to raise their self-awareness, we've got to be self-aware of all of those hardwired, unconscious, automatic behaviours in ourselves, because otherwise that's going to influence how we respond to our clients, the types of interventions we might use, the t- how we interpret the things that they're talking about. So that self-awareness is so critical. And without it, I think it can maybe even hinder how we implement or use many of the tools and techniques that coaches often really want to learn about. You know, I know as part of the work we do at Henley, there's always a strong appetite for learning tools and techniques. And they are an important part of what we do. But they are actually, in my opinion, quite a small part of what we do because without all of these other things that we're talking about, how are we going to use those tools and techniques effectively to really um, in service of our clients? Definitely. And I, I, you know, I did that four box model that we came up with that, you know, you can coach really effectively with the tools and techniques, but it's a conversation with a purpose and it may not go really deep. And that if our, if we really want to be eliciting self-awareness, in our clients then we perhaps want to really think about our own self-awareness and that that's key and it's only then when we've got that self-awareness that we can really have the deeper conversations well thank you so much for joining us julia i will put a link to your papers in the notes for the show if if people want to read more and i'm sure you'd be happy to connect with anyone who's interested in learning more about this fascinating topic I know it's something we, we're really grateful for your research at Henley Business School because we're um, bringing more of this into our coaching programmes and we really love understanding how the evidence base behind coach development even more so that we can use that to influence and inform the development of how we train kind of the future generation of coaches. So thanks for sharing those insights with us, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking about my research. Thank you. Thanks. And thanks again, Holly. Thanks. It's been fascinating. I'll be booking in for more coaching, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Great. We'll see you all soon. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast. If you're interested in reading my research, sponsoring the show, or in hiring me as a researcher, coach, or speaker, check out my website, www.rebeccajjones.co.uk. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show, then please get in touch via my website. Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.